Cool Saved Chicks, it's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. First off, I'd just like to say Happy May to everybody. It's gonna be May. <laughs> okay, Lord, just no, it's gonna <laughs> I just got it. I saw that on, like, social media the other day. I was trying. That's hilarious. Welcome back to Ayana. Yes. Listen, Superwoman. She dropped the baby and was like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't gonna do no episodes without me. Okay. Y'all thought. (laughs) She said, it's been six weeks, I'm ready. Right. Child, I'm just so happy to be back with y'all. Yes. It feels good. It It does. does. It feels right. It feels good. Even though I was with y'all. Yeah. Weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That felt right too. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. For the Dude. listeners, we took a little trip to New Orleans. Yes, yeah. they, they did without me, but you know, it's okay. I could I couldn't go nowhere anyway. I know. I you cut it. <laughs> I just keep messing with them about it. So. We gonna all go together again. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna go to New Orleans, but we're going somewhere. Yeah, we're going Lauren says she hadn't been, she's experienced it and she's good. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, you I ain't go back. I mean, it's one of those cities where it's like uh, some people love New Orleans. It's like once you've been, you've been. But once right. you've been, you it's kind of like me. I was like, look, I need to come back. I mean, I come back for the ass. <laughs> whenever that happens again, right? Whenever yeah. that happens, because Lauren was like, fire. this is dirty. She was yeah, like, New Orleans. No it's, offense, it's dirty and it smells. <laughs> Yeah. Lauren was it, like, this was Bourbon Street like? Right. It looked like Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> the different place. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, ooh, it Lord, thank like, you for the not know it's COVID? <laughs> but we can't talk because we out there, there too. Down when we were, we, right. yeah, we, we took were, precautions. Right. We were masked up. Oh, okay. okay. Please. We were very masked. I didn't realize, there were hundreds and hundreds of people, guys. I was not expecting Some of those, it was a lot of, and well, I did see some of y'all stories. And, and they I was had like, masks I, on. I didn't post, I couldn't post what I want to post, but yeah. I was like, wait, it's all them people? And okay. It, they look like they were doing normal activities. Just yeah. normal. And some abnormal activities. Yeah, and abnormal, abnormal, abnormal activities yeah, as, well. as well. Listen. But long story short, it was beautiful. beautiful. It was beautiful. beautiful. It was interesting. It was interesting and great. It was. It, how long was the drive? <laughs> I forgot how long the drive is. Six, five, or six. That's like five or six hours. There's okay. a time difference. Huh? Yeah, it threw. Oh yeah, then it switches. But okay. I think it's like five and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, that caught me by surprise too. I said, "Now what time <laughs> really is it?" Because I just don't. I mean, I know he's the don't author of time, but I kind of need to know the time because I just don't, I don't know. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so we, we ran on a little tangent, but we're the month of May, um, and welcoming back Ayana, who is the mother of on the podcast. Right. Yeah, she's, she's the mother. She's the mama. Mother. Mother. Would it be? Um, but we do want to highlight some moms this month mm-hmm. for May. Uh, we highlighted our own moms last year. That mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah. Um, they brought us into the world. Mamas, we ain't doing that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the podcast is still up there. If y'all want to go back and listen, that's fine, too. But we want to highlight, I think Lauren said it so eloquently, some younger moms who are around our age, mm-hmm. who are experiencing things that a lot of our listeners may be going through. So yeah, we are kicking off the month of May with an interview with our girl, Kalanda, Kalanda Douglas. Douglas. And um, this episode, if you clicked on it, then you know it's called A Rainbow Baby, mm-hmm. A Major Blessing. And um, she, Lauren, correct me if I'm wrong, she had two miscarriages um, and then ended up having a child last year during COVID. And so I'm really excited to hear from her about that. And the baby's name is Major, so that's why we call it a major blessing. 
Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just blessed to know. You know how they say you know them in real. I know them in real life. Real <laughs> life. <laughs> but no, I'm just blessed really to be surrounded by so many powerful and amazing women. Yeah, and it, it's not. I mean, you meet that you know sometimes on your mm-hmm. day-to-day but to be connected to christ too they're yeah, women who sure. are powerful and amazing and connected to christ like mm-hmm. you know that's what to me makes you peculiar so i just i'm i'm appreciative of her and just to know her and i and i can't wait for you all to share with us your feelings about her testimony because i know it's going to be amazing well, yeah. i'm excited to hear yeah me too um so we are going to go to a quick break while we get her on the line mm-hmm. and when we come back you will hear from our girl kalanda douglas all right this podcast is brought to you by at churchy people on instagram if you need some inspiration a little bit of laughter and something that's going to feed your soul check out at churchy people on instagram right now and we're back. So, ladies, I am so excited. I'm excited, too. I am so... You guys don't even understand. You can see the baby in her voice. You can see it here in her voice. I am so excited to introduce this person to you all today. Um, she is another saved girl, and her name is Kalanda Douglas. Kalanda is the founder of the Church Girls Movement. Um, also known as Church Girls Just Want to Have Fun. The That's mo- dope. It is. It's we do, dope. we do. <laughs> <laughs> the movement was birthed out of Kalanda's struggle as a church girl to live accordingly to God's standards in a world that battled everything she believed. The war left her trying to discover how to enjoy salvation and just live. So through the Church Girls movement, Kalanda serves young women by writing books that encourage and develop resources that educate produce wearable goods and inspire and she also hosts amazing events uh, she really really does kalanda believes authentic- authentically and transparent kalanda believes that authenticity and transparency are essential to transforming generational That's mindset right, get them words together I, listen they look they tried to catch me up <laughs> but you know what god stepped in okay so she she believes authenticity and transparency are essential to transforming generational mindsets and creating um, shifts. So for these reasons, she openly and boldly showcases her scars so others can avoid scars of their own. Uh, I am so happy to announce that Kalanda is an award-winning author, honey. She ain't just writing books. She Come winning awards. Come, Come on. Award. Come on. <laughs> she is an award-winning author and orator and certified life coach. In 2019, she received the ACHI Magazine Author of the Year and Order of the Year Awards. She was born and raised in Tallahassee, Florida, and she currently resides in Jayville. Also, know, y'all already know what's about to happen. Oh, y'all already know. Oh my God. Oh, y'all already my God. know. So she shares her love for Christ through her monthly blog called The Confessions of a Church Girl and her radio show and podcast called The Real Room. Guys, I am so excited, so so excited to introduce to you all. She's also my god sister, nice. Miss Kalanda Douglas. What up, hey girl? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. God is so good. He is amazing. Yes, and and I just I'm so glad. First of all, I'm so glad that you said yes to this because. You know, as a group here at Save Girl Secrets, we knew that we wanted to highlight some amazing mothers mm-hmm. and mothers not. I mean, of course, we could call like highlight our own mothers, but yeah. we wanted to highlight. We did that. Too. We did that. We did, yeah, yeah, for sure. But we wanted to highlight mothers that kind of reflect who we are. And what we mean by that is they're in their youth, but they have a sincere walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. And 
-hmm. They're really trying to press toward the mark and do whatever is right in the sight of God. And that also has a testimony, you yeah. know, because it's one thing to say that you, you're a church girl and you want to be saved. But it's another thing where you really got to walk this thing out. Mm -hmm. And when we were putting names out on the board, I immediately, like immediately thought of you. Um, so oh. I, I am I am so happy that you said yes. And I'm so happy to hear this testimony that you're about to share to to the women um, all around this nation, all around this world. So, you know, Kalinda, however you want to start. Hey, all ears. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just I'll start with just a little bit about myself. Um, I married my high school sweetheart. We've been together since I was in ninth grade. Nice. Um, in March, we celebrated like 18 years of being together all together. Wow. And That's awesome. This month, we will have been married for 11 years. Wow. So, yeah, that's my, that's my baby, y'all. So, um, a Superman, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Superman. So, I think what one thing that's interesting, uh, interesting about my motherhood journey is that we did not start. And I didn't become a mother right away. Like, even though we had dated or been together for so long, I didn't prepare for anything else, wife-wise, even to be a mom. But I knew, like, I wanted my marriage to be on a solid foundation before we started, you know, trying to have children. Mm -hmm. So got, we were married for like five years and then got pregnant and had a son. His name is Makai. So Makai comes along. He's so perfect. And I think Makai has been my, she's going to be my testimony baby because, you know, children, oh God, they are they're perfect and, you know, they don't have any flaws. And then as they grow older, you see certain needs that they may have. And so I think Makai was, the first time I had to trust God for something outside of myself. So like having faith for myself was one thing, but then trusting that you're going to do what I need you to do for my baby. That mm -hmm. was a whole nother, you know, thing. Wow. So Makai has some health uh, stuff. He has food allergies, which was a whole ordeal of us just finding that out. Cause we found that out right when he was born. So as you can imagine having a baby who has, horrible allergic reactions to foods as you're trying to introduce them. And then I don't talk about this part often, but it's going to be a part of his testimony. Makai has a speech impairment. So he didn't start speaking, you know, at the same age most kids start babbling. We didn't notice it um, until he was about two years old. So we are we're, we're in speech. We have therapists and he's much further along now, but it's still an impairment. So Fast forward, um, man, um, I just had a baby in September of last year. So I had a COVID baby. Quick but question. That was Co when did you get married initially? Like, what year did you get married? I got married in 2010. 2010. Okay. And then um, your son came along 2015. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then 2020, I had our second son. His name is Major, and Major is our rainbow baby because I tell people we waited on him for two years. I had two miscarriages prior to Major. Wow. Mm -hmm. So um, my first miscarriage was in 2018. Um, we went to the doctor. We took Makai with us. We had on his big brother t-shirt. We were so excited. It was our first time. Like We were going to confirm 
um, the pregnancy because mm-hmm. um, we had already had a positive pregnancy test. No issues with Makai. So, you know, we wouldn't, we didn't even have a reason to think otherwise. Get there. I'm on the table. The lady is, you know, we're trying to, my husband and I were trying to get Makai settled because he's so excited trying to get him to calm down so we can hear her. And she's like, honey, I'm so sorry. I don't see a heartbeat. Wow. And we were like, what? What are you, what are you, what are these words you're saying? Mm. Um, and so, had a miscarriage. God, that was, it was so traumatic because I had to have the procedure to, um, to remove the fetus. And then I was allergic to the medicine that they gave me. So I had an mm. allergic reaction. Wow. Um, had to go back to the doctor because I was in literal labor. Mm. So I'm at the doctor's office pacing the floor because I'm having labor pains because they didn't remove all the fluid the first time when they removed the fetus. Wow. And so it was like a double whammy, like, wow, guys, it's already one thing to, like, not have a baby, but now my body's going to go through this process, and I still got to go home without a baby. Mm-hmm. How, so, many, how far along were you with that miscarriage, if you don't mind me asking? I don't know. Um, I probably was about 12 weeks. Hmm. I was 12 weeks along. Um, that's at the point where, you know, in our culture, they said, well, you should start telling people. Right. So so I was excited to, you know, start telling people, but the fetus had, um, already passed away, Hmm. but my body didn't recognize it. So then I dealt with that saying that, God, my body didn't even do what it was supposed to do. And like, let me know that something wasn't right. And then, you know, having to have the fetus removed and then now being like in labor because of the fluid that was still um, inside my body. That was the first time as a bona fide church girl that I have ever been like openly angry with God. Mm. Like, I know you exist. I know you're there, but I don't really have much to talk to you about because I didn't act to be pregnant, you know, like. Yes, we were trying, but if this wasn't going to work out, then I don't get pregnant this month. Let me get pregnant another time. Like, why take me through this traumatic experience? Like, what was your purpose? Like, why? Mm-hmm. So, I didn't really have much to talk to him about. It took me a year before we. I was ready to try again. Tried again, and I'm like, okay, don't embarrass me like this guy. And, I, and this is how I have to talk. I talk. <laughs> That's real. That's real, real. It's very real. You know, Lord, don't embarrass me like this again. So my husband had already told me, you know, babe, the reason why I know this sucks that this happened, but this is going to help you to connect with other women around the world. And I'm just like, okay, I don't care about that. He better not embarrass us again. (laughs) Period. I said what I said. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, it's the day after my birthday. I had a nice big dinner. My mom and dad had surprised me. So they were like, we're going to stay over because here I am, 12-week appointment again. And I'm like, I just know things are going to be different this time. Like, we are not going to go through this again. And get to the doctor, and this time they don't even see a fetus that is fully formed. So they can see that I was pregnant, but they don't see that anything was fully formed. And then at that point, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, Why get pregnant? And it's almost like, you know, when you buy a new car, you see the car that you just bought everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was like, in those last two years, everybody was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Everybody was getting pregnant. And so then you have me in this space where everybody has 
you know, something that I want. I would hear from women who were considering not having their children. And here I am, have a loving home I'm ready to bring them home home to. And, like, why does this have to be a part of my story? Like, we could have did anything else, but, like, why make me have to suffer this type of loss? And before I was ready to cry again, I think I listened to something one day, and um, someone encouraged me to grieve. And I was like, well, for what? And it was like, because this is a loss for you. Yeah. So I had to, you know, be intentional, go through the grieving process um, because it was a loss. It was a loss of, like, dreams, hope, you know. When you mm-hmm. find out you're pregnant, you already imagine what this child may be like, how it's going to fit in in your family. And um, when I told the Lord I was ready to try again, I said, you know what, I'm going to try again because my husband keeps asking, you know, are you, are, you know, when are you going to be ready again? So I said, I'm going to try again in 2020. I don't know when yet, but January 1st, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. So now we Go Marcus. So God, God, <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's definitely been a journey. Um, I wouldn't have had it any other way in hindsight. Like I really, uh, I really understand that the Lord knows what's best for me and he knows how much I can bear. And so there were a lot of things, not that, you know, things were wrong in my marriage, but there were a lot of things in our family that probably needed more time to become stable or for us to, you know, get over a certain hump. Um, before we brought another child into, you know, into our home. And so now we're at a much better, in a better place. Um, and so I think that was the lesson I needed to learn. And so it's, it's teaching me that, girl, as much as you think you know yourself, as much as you spend time with yourself, you think you know what you like, you think you know what you need, the lover of your soul knows you more than you know yourself. And so it's like, God, the fact that you, you knew that, I can't let a baby come into this family because something isn't right. Like you knew enough to like, let me be disappointed, but because you knew how much I could bear, you you kept me even from that, even though it disappointed me. And so that's what I've been, um, that's what I've learned about him. And so Major is, is our rainbow baby. So good. I wanted to ask you a question, Kalanda. Um, I've actually never asked you this before. I, so I'm happy about this opportunity. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, how were you able to get into a position where you stepped out of a place of anger and confusion into a place of trusting God again? And not just trusting God, but trusting God and knowing that he was going to bring to pass what it is that you're asking him for. Um, I think when I, when I was able to admit out loud that the fact that I had kind of distanced myself from the Lord was me being angry. So it was like, I was trying not to, you know, the church girl in me was like, girl, you can't talk to God like that. So it's like, I didn't want, I didn't want to say I was angry with the Lord, but those were, that's what my actions were showing anyway. And so I think the first time I just admitted like, you know what, we're in a relationship and I should be able to tell you how I feel. And the Lord showed me that I'm big enough to handle your anger. And so I went through this when I was grieving. I was like, girl, you have to forgive God. And I know that sounds weird, but it's like you thought he was going to come another way. And so it's like you kind of have to forgive. You have to forgive him for not coming the way that you thought he was going to come. 
but it's not going to change your mind about loving him, trusting him. So you might as well reconcile with him. And that way you can move forward. And I'm not going to say when, even when I was pregnant with major, I held my breath mm. probably the first man way into the second trimester mm. because I just, you know, it's, it's like trusting somebody again. It's like, wow. I hope you're not going to disappoint me, but I don't really know. So I held my breath for a lot of it. I didn't tell people about major uh, this time around. I wanted to use it as an opportunity to tell God how, how I felt. So when I woke up in some mornings and I didn't feel pregnant before I could, you know, feel the baby moving, mm. I would tell them, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I don't even feel pregnant right now. I don't know if it's just I'm having such a great day that I don't feel any symptoms, but I'm just going to trust that whatever is going on in my body that you're going to maintain the fetus and that, you know, that you're going to nurture it, that you're going to let this be a successful pregnancy. So I think this time around, I was much more transparent mm. because I didn't want to rely on anybody else's faith. Like I realized as a mom, I can't ask everybody else to be praying for my kids and I don't cover them my, you know, myself. So wow. like, we got to get this right. You're the one who created them. You know them. You've known them since before they were in my womb. You and I need to get on a, you know, on the same page about them. And so I spent a lot of that, my, this last pregnancy, just talking to him every day and telling him how I felt. Mm-hmm. Wow. I want to ask for our listeners who are in a space where they've experienced miscarriage and they're still angry or in a space where they don't even want to try again just for fear of being disappointed. What advice would you give to those women or any even if you want to use scriptures, just any words of encouragement that you could give them that they can hold on to. So, of course, I mean, I would like to use scripture because that's what we're supposed to do. But I think I want to give some practical advice because I think we always try to give uh, women a face with scriptures. And sometimes you're like, girl, I'm not trying to do that right now. So <laughs> Right. That's true. So I think you, uh, if you're in that space, I would say lean into that anger. The Bible gives us permission to be angry. So lean into it. If that means that, you know, you write in a journal when you're praying, you're telling the Lord how upset you are. If you need to speak to somebody professionally about how disappointed you are, do that. Um, also take the time to grieve the loss. I don't think we realize like that we can also uh, have grief because of missed opportunities mm-hmm. or, um, you know, displaced faith or hope. And so then, or, you know, um, dreams that didn't come true. And so grief is not just limited to like physical death, but like those other missed opportunities. So take the time to grieve because what you don't want to happen is that you're having a baby to heal you from the loss that you have previously. Because then that's not fair to the child that you are going to, you know, get. So you make make sure that you take the time to grieve. So if you don't feel like you're ready, um, and I can't say that there will ever be a time where you feel like it anyway. When we had our first child, I didn't necessarily feel like I was ready to be a mom. So we have to, I say, get rid of that expectation that you're going to one day feel like you're ready to try again. I would say, look at it from the point of view, like you're more informed. You're, you know, try again when you're at a better place of faith. 
So, God forbid, it didn't happen again. It wouldn't be as, it's going to be devastating. No matter, you know, how saved you are, how long you've been serving the Lord, it's going to be devastating because it's a lot. But it won't be, the injury won't be as, or the wound won't be as deep, perhaps, when you um, try again and you're at another level of faith. Awesome. I think that's I think that is amazing advice um, to give. And I love the fact that you even brought in the fact, you know, for women, even like myself, who are not pregnant. Um, but there are definitely some things that I, I haven't even Have grieved, grieved about, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. don't take the time to grieve because it's so funny in the in the and I know you said, you know, not to be super spiritual, but you don't really hear about a whole lot of grieving, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, you kind of breeze over the grievance, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. you kind of hop to the blessing and mm-hmm. grieve. O- I mean, uh, skip over the grievance. So I, I, I think that is like profound advice to really take time and use the emotions that God has literally instilled within us. Yeah. It's a reason why he gives us emotions. But I feel like sometimes, you know, us as individuals, we suppress them because yeah. it's just you're not supposed to be an emotional, especially. I'm a brain. I'm a, do Ayana, the black women, black women. We try not to be super yeah. emotional, but like That's God true. gives us emotions yeah. for a reason. So right. I love that. That was a point of advice that you gave. Yeah, yeah. I love I was, to lean into it. For I was sure. going to say, um, first, thank you for your transparency. Because I, I mean, you know, listen, yes. we're all about transparency. So I appreciate that. I think no um, when in speaking in terms of emotions, what really stood out to me and just listening to your testimony is you, you discussed the anger part, but like making um, God seem so real in the disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like I think about, you know, like your parents could disappoint you. A spouse can disappoint you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to really say like, God, I'm disappointed mm-hmm. or feel like he disappointed you. That's yep. a whole nother. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? That's a whole nother level and layer to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, you just helped me with that. Yeah. You know, just thinking in terms of, you know what, Lord, I was actually disappointed when that didn't happen yep. and how right. real, you know, that is. And it allows you to deepen your relationships. So um, thank you for speaking this just in the disappointment and what can be on the other side of that. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that you mentioned that, Denise, because it, it, I'm thinking about your testimony, Kalinda, and it makes me think about even how you told your testimony. When you told your testimony, it was very personal. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't mention the fact that because I'm sure you weren't the only one that was disappointed in that process. Mm-hmm. You know that you know there were others too that had a heart. I know I I know I had a heart. Yeah, I really, <laughs> but I know that you know you had other family members too that had a heart of expectancy. And but when you tell your testimony by you making it so personal, it makes me realize that you really did take the time to go through this journey and walk this journey out for you. Yeah, you know, not for no one else. And yes, other people reap the benefits of of the blessing, but ultimately, you really did. You did the work. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's what I hear. And to me, that is just that is what blessed my heart yeah. a, a ton. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I think it's just, you know, as a woman, if I have to be the container for where this baby's going to come from, like I'm the, the nurturer in my household, I can't afford to be toxic. Yeah. And, I mean, I put out a blog uh, yesterday and one of the things I put it in it, it was that, you know, we always say that when someone that you love betrays you, like, that's the ultimate betrayal. But I feel like when you betray yourself, that's the ultimate betrayal. Like, if yeah. I'm walking around in church, serving, I feel like everything is good, but when I go home, I don't even really have anything I want to say to God. Like, just get those stuff together so that you can serve somebody else. And so I just didn't want, you know, 
just when the Lord blessed me to be able to be pregnant again, I didn't want that to be the atmosphere I'm over here nurturing a baby in because I had not done the work. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's so good. It is good. I just been sitting here like, dude, like you're literally, I'm like, girl, because, I, I, you know, yeah. Lauren introduced us to you and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, this, 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 you my people, girl. You speaking my language. I'm literally sitting here like, yes, like, especially talking about, you know, I was disappointed in God and, you know, just being that vulnerable when it comes to things. Like, I appreciate that because oftentimes, how Lauren said, black women, but just even women, period, Christian women, okay. we try to act like it's everything is so perfect. Yeah. You know, right. it's like, oh, everything is good. I'm good. Oh, this happened. I'm fine. Praise the Lord. You know, it just wasn't my time. Right. No, I'm mad. Right. So, like, I appreciate that. I really, really appreciate you yeah. sharing your testimony. Colin. Kalinda, I wanted yeah. to ask you, is there anything that you wanted to share with uh, the audience about, you know, some things that you have coming up or products that you have out that, you know, um, you know, can be helpful for young ladies, not even women who are pregnant, but just period. I know that your platform is is about church girls want to have fun. So I know you're not um, just specifically talking about marriage and uh motherhood but i know that you talk about other things as well so i wanted you to i want to give you an opportunity to definitely share that with the mm-hmm. with the audience for sure. and how they can connect with you as yes well. please please well we're okay. we gonna follow you too oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, so i mean they can connect that way check the followers on ig <laughs> so um i started the movement because i wanted to help women unlearn some of the toxic religious philosophy that we um you know that we were yes i <laughs> Girl, that's so, what we do too. Okay. <laughs> Every week. So um, I do, I focus on, I have a, a journal that will help women learn how to study the Bible if they don't know how to study because I don't know about y'all, but they threw a lot of scriptures at us that I can remember, that I memorized and I can call them. I had no idea what they meant in mm-hmm. context, um, was quoting them out of context. And so I have a Bible study journal that helps you break down you know, whatever you're studying, because I hope that we can fall in love with reading the word again, because that's where, our, you know, our power comes from. Not watch, not watching our pastors, not going to church, but it comes from the word, having a relationship with it. And so I have um, the retreat coming up. It is, but this is for engaged and married women. And I started I'll be it. Because- <laughs> I'll, be <there. laughs> I'll be there too one day. <laughs> It's in it's in July. It's in Orlando. I've rented a nine bedroom home, um, so we can have some time together. This time we're going to talk about the Proverbs thirty one woman. I think a lot of times when people talk about her, they always focus on her virtue. But this was a lot of things, including virtue. She was creative. She was productive. She was a businesswoman. And so I want to give women tools. If you want to start a business, if you need to be better with your finances, I'm going to have some other women to come and speak to us about those things. Last year, we focused on our vows. We talked about sex because that is an area where I was disappointed, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll call you again, girl. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole right? other podcast. Right. Yeah, because I was a virgin when I got married. So, I, yeah, me and God had to talk about that a lot, too. So, um, yeah, I got a bunch of different, um, different things for women of faith. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. 
uh, at Colanda Douglas. Um, I have my website. It's the same, colandadouglas.com, or you can go to twochurchgirlsmovement.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Kalanda, for taking the time to speak with not only us, but our secret sisters as well. And just being, like we said the, during your whole interview, just being so transparent. Yep. Like, it's so needed. That was good. Yeah, it was. It was, And I knew it would. I just knew it would. She dropped, in the words of Clubhouse, she dropped gems. Right, she yeah. dropped gems. Okay, gems, diamonds, all the above. Uh, but I, I really did. I knew it was going to be great and, uh, and amazing. And I know it is blessing so many different people. So I just I just thank you for being who you are and just allowing God to shine his light through you in the way that he does it. I mean, your light is so different. I mean, you kind of like one of them LED lights you, you control with your phone. Girl, you got more than one color way. <laughs> you can go with the music and everything. But really, I just... I just appreciate God just really shining his light through you and you just being so honest in how he does that and moving. However, God has you to move, you move. And I I love it. I really, really do. And so um, I just thank you again for just, you know, taking the time to speak with us. And, you know, I love you. Thank you all so much for having me. I feel like we all in this together. I need you. You got you have the. You know, the answer to what I'm going through. Tell me, girl, don't let me go over here and suffer. And you got my answer. So I want to, you know, be the resource um, to somebody else. Awesome. Amen. You, you, uh, you, you officially all of our guys. Okay. Yeah, listen. Yes. Like, I'm like, same, same vein, same spirit. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I ain't saying much because I'm like, girl, you just speak. You, you, right. She was nodding her head the whole time. Like, like woo. <laughs> you know what I really want to say? Like, this is so refreshing because I feel like, one, it lets us, it just reminds me of how much we're needed. Sometimes we are yeah. either, you know, dim our light or just like, oh, yeah, this is just what I do. But it, when it, when it comes, when you can sit at a table or have a conversation and so many different people can pull from you, mm-hmm. you have so much to contribute to your community. Like, God is like, this is the time. I need all of you. And we, we yep. appreciate you. Yeah. It, yes. it kind of brings me back to the thing where we say finding our tribe. Yes. You know, yep. we really are in a process where I think God is establishing tribes and it's just a beautiful thing to be a part of it and to witness it so I, I thank God that you are a part of the tribe. You're already a part of our tribe. I guess I get to share you now. Laura <laughs> <laughs> be hiding all the good ones. She do. She be hiding some folks. It's cool. We got her now. <laughs> Laura, well, Kalanda, we thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to having a whole other podcast with you on sex. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we are about to get to a break, but we will be right back after this. Make sure that you follow her on social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Can you spell your name for them just in case? Yes. It is K-O-L-A-N-D-A, last name Douglas, D-O-U-D-L-A-S. And that's one word on social media, right? Yep. Okay. Yes. All right. So you guys make sure that you go and find her. We will definitely highlight her on our page. We will be right back after this. What's up, Secret Sisters? It's your girl, Denisa, here. And I am just providing you with your Monday motivation for the week. And all I really want to do is remind you that when your foundation is Christ, remember that you're built for it. It doesn't matter what comes and try to shake you, try to break you, mold you, shift you. You're centered and you're anchored in the word and in God. So it does not matter what comes against you. You're going to be good. Have a great week. All right, ladies. So we are back. Um... 
such an amazing interview with Kalanda again. Thank you, Lauren, yeah, no. for sharing thank your y'all. family and not being stingy. And not, right. you know, like every, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> it blessed me. I, uh, listen, I especially appreciate her her testimony and her sharing her story. I've never publicly shared this. Just the three That's of you what guys Girl know. Is about. Yeah. yeah, the three of you guys know. Mm-hmm. My family knows. But um, in 2019, um, I, my husband and I, we had a miscarriage. And um, so Nova is technically our rainbow Aww. baby. Um, yeah. So 2019, I remember I had just uh, launched my first hair product. I was on a high, all of that. We was like, oh, we're pregnant. And... Um, I think I was maybe, because I didn't even get a chance to go to confirmation of pregnancy or anything like that. I did take a pregnancy test, and it was positive. I want to say I was maybe like five or six weeks pregnant. And then um, maybe a week later, I started bleeding. So I passed that, um, mm. I guess I guess it's still a fetus. fetus. Yeah, I passed mm-hmm. it. And um, that was a very interesting time for us. Uh, like the same emotions that Kalanda had. Same emotions. That's why I was just sitting there like Lauren was like, yeah, she was just shaking her head the whole time, like like agreeing, like, yes. I was angry at God. I was trying to figure it out. I was like, what's going on? Like, I was everything. And then even when we did get pregnant last year with Nova, that was scary for me. Yeah. Like, um, it was very interesting. And then um, I don't think the listeners know that Nova was five weeks early. So even that experience, her being five weeks early and me going to the hospital, us sitting there like, all right, Lord, I want to make sure everything is good. And then me being hooked up, like I was hooked up to monitors 24-7, making sure her heartbeat was good. And I'm just, it was it was a very interesting experience. So I just, listen, my heart goes out to every woman mm. who have ever experienced that. Um, it is not something that I would want anyone to experience. Yeah. Um, personally, like I've, you know, you hear stories and I remember saying um, before I had Haven, I was like, I never want to go through that, Lord. I never want to go through that. I never want to go through that type of disappointment. And it happened. Yeah. It, you know, it happened. Um, I'm, but I, it's crazy because I'm, I'm thankful that I had Haven first. Mm. Before yeah. having that experience, because it just made me like, even though I was mad at God for a moment, it was like, I know you can do this again. You know, yeah. our desire is to have two children um, and you I know I know you can do this again. So ultimately he did it again. And here we are. So that's awesome. <sighs> yeah. I love hearing this story. Um, and as a friend to three young women who have suffered mis- miscarriages, yeah. um, one was actually a week before Mother's Day mm. last month and she was four months pregnant you know like i i really want to encourage if you're listening and you're not married you're not like ayana or kalanda you know you're you've experienced this and you may not have as strong as a support system in a husband or Mm -hmm. in family and you're really struggling you really feel like you're going through this alone i empathize with you and i sympathize with you and i am going to pray for you Mm -hmm. because it is a very real thing and Mm -hmm. and being on the outside looking in i saw how traumatic the experience was Mm -hmm. um even 
being at the hospital and realizing that I was a support system mm. and I have, I, what can I do aside yeah. from prayer? Just, you know, um, I kind of get emotional just thinking about it because I yeah. couldn't imagine, you know, what that's like, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to cover you guys or even some people who don't even, can't even utter the words or you literally have gone through this and you haven't said a single thing to anybody else. We're praying for you. You know, it doesn't diminish your experience. It doesn't make you less than, you know, like some people sit in something and you don't want to share it, but I would just encourage you to collect, con- connect, excuse me, with Kalanda or with other people mm. who may have a similar experience because that's what we're all about. Yeah. And I just never want anyone to suffer or feel like that by themselves. Yeah. Yep. You're so sweet, Denise. Yeah, she really is. Sweet as shit. Oh, I was going to say, I enjoyed the way that her testimony blessed all women. Yeah. 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 Like, I think it was for mothers who've been through miscarriages. I think it was for mothers who our mothers in general. I think it was for single women, for mm-hmm. married women, like just the space of leaning, leaning into your anger mm-hmm. and grieving things that you had expectations for God, yes. like God, I'm expecting you to do this. And then it doesn't happen. And it's kind of like that space where you don't feel like you're allowed to be like, I can't believe mm-hmm. the audacity of you guys. Right. You know what I mean? But understanding that it is indeed a relationship yep. and you are allowed to be upset. And being vocal about being upset mm-hmm. is the breakthrough that you need mm-hmm. to get to the other side. So mm-hmm. I really loved that point. I love that you brought that up because to me, the, like like I said earlier, I don't have any kids or whatever, but I've definitely been through birthing seasons. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where you, you thought you were going to birth certain things. Mm-hmm. And especially you see you you see what it can be and then it you have a miscarriage to what it is, the vision that you, mm-hmm. that God had given you. And so that to me is what I kind of paralleled you know, this spiritually for me yeah. as she was talking and like what she said, we definitely go through a grieving period in that because I know for me, when I've gone through my instances, just as a single woman thinking about those things that have kind of mis quote miscarriaged or end quote, yeah. um, I definitely went through a period of, I was blaming myself, mm-hmm. you know, and saying like, oh, it's because of me. It's because of my lack. And and it and that can be a reflection of anger, too. Yeah. You know? So as she was talking, I was just like, yeah, man, this this applies to so much than just, you know, motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I and, and to your point, I love that she was able to kind of connect that. And that and goes articulate to sh- it. Right. And that just goes to show that God really calls certain people for certain things. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that you're able now to tell it in such a way where it can bless everybody. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. just, you know, one group of people. To me, I'm just like, man, that's even more powerful. Yeah. yeah. I would love to do a show on just being angry with God. Because I feel like that's something like, it's a girl secret. Because I feel like it's something we don't talk about enough. But okay. I think a lot of Christians have expectations. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've seen this in the Word, God. I didn't put it on my prayer board. I didn't wrote it in my journal. And I just don't understand what is mm-hmm. happening. Right. Why did you let me down? And we're yeah. big mad. Listen. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So. I think that could be like, honestly, I think it'd be like a two-part thing. Because I feel like, I mean, I, I'm going to be in all, you know, on all our T's or whatever. I went, I just recently went through a period of anger. And it wasn't that I was angry with God. I was just angry, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, it's the crazy. Sorry, Lauren. I was going to say, and it seeps out into everything. Yeah. But I mean, to be honest, me and God was good. We was great. I mean, I'm still reading my Bible, but I was angry about something else. And my my whole spirit about it just was not, mm. wasn't even right. I can appreciate you saying that because you, 
I didn't realize that I was angry until he checked me. He was like, you're being overcritical and you're being judgmental. But you need to be quiet because it's really because you're not doing what you should be doing. Yeah. So you're angry at the wrong thing. So you can, the anger can just be right. from, it's, you know. Some people are just angry. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and to be honest, in this world nowadays, it's a lot to be angry about. I was going to say, we've been through that's, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to be angry about. For sure. So, so I think mm-hmm. it could honestly go like a two part where you've been angry. You've just been angry at God. You've and then you've been angry, angry in general. <laughs> Yeah. You may feel like he's angry at you, which he's not, but still, yeah. sometimes it can feel like that. Yeah, Lord. for sure. But yeah, I think um, the last thing in terms of like the conversation that she had, I loved how when she started out her testimony, she started with the blessing part. And she didn't start off talking about, nope, I had a miscarriage. Nope, she did. She was like, I was blessed. She didn't. Yeah. She talked That's about God. the blessing. And it was just like... In the middle of the story, it was like, this is a thing that happened on the path to my blessing. Mm -hmm. But I loved how in her testimony, she shed light and made the things that God has done kind of like priority and what it is that she was focused on. And I think for a lot of us, when it comes to something that we're wanting from God or desiring from God and he lets us down or there's like, what's that thing called? Like when you turbulence. On the journey to it, it's like we focus on the turbulence more than we focus on the destination. The destination. Or that you got there safely. Yeah. You can enjoy yourself there. I thought that that was beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, anything else that you guys want to add? Ayana's like, nope. I was (laughs) going to say, Ayana, thank you for sharing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This unison. I think I'm I'm definitely in a place where um, I can freely talk about it. And I I didn't want to talk about it while I was pregnant with Nova because I was honestly I had moments of fear. Mm -hmm. Like I want to make sure that I bring you here. I bring yeah, I bring you here. So I was just like, "Mm, I'm not gonna talk about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it yet. Yeah. So yeah. Well, she's here now. She's here. She is. Thriving, my baby. Yes, well, my babies. Yes, I got two kids. You do <laughs> two kids. Oh my so, goodness! Yes. yes. Well, we appreciate you for being transparent, Ayana, and we definitely appreciate Kalanda. Yes. yes. And make sure y'all check her out. Check yes. out. Yeah. Connect with her. Yes. yes. Connect with her. Um, be sure that if you're not already connected with us, that you do so on all social media platforms at Saved Girl Secrets on Facebook and Instagram at Saved Girl Secret No S on Twitter. Um, be sure to check out our website to connect with us all individually if you have a story that you want to share with us be sure to send us a secret letter to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com we would love to keep you in prayer and to connect with you outside of our platform so that we can kind of help you or, or connect you with someone who can walk you through whatever it is that you're going through we love you good god bless you love and peace guys bye, bye. bye.